This is In the Trenches, Broadcast 59. Welcome to In the Trenches, where entrepreneurs, artists, writers, designers, inventors, warriors, and leaders share their stories of doing the hard, creative work that impacts all of our lives. Let the journey inspire you to do something worthwhile, build something bold, and create your life's work. And now, your host, Tom Morgus. Hey everyone, welcome back to another broadcast of In the Trenches. Today's guest is Dane Maxwell, and I'm very excited to have Dane on because I've been following his work for quite some time. I'd say at least three, if not four years, maybe even before that. And Dane is the founder of The Foundation, which is a training program and community that teaches aspiring entrepreneurs how to build companies fast and profitably. And it's really, I look at it and I see it as being in the vein of the lean startup methodology, which is something I really appreciate. And, uh, and the six phases that they put entrepreneurs through in the program are, are really wicked. And we'll talk about those a little bit later. But a little background on the foundation. It's not only that I love the program itself, but it's the fact that Dane has been able to create this thing and scale it so remarkably in the past few years that they have sold over $5 million dollars um, worth of the foundation content in just the past few years from scratch. So again, I think that's pretty remarkable. So today I wanted to dig into the foundation, find out more about Dane and what inspired him to build it, how he's building it and where he's going from here. So Dane, first and foremost, thank you so much for being on the call with us today. Yeah, man. Pleasure. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself um, prior to the foundation. You know, what's your story? Well, I mean, I think the the story can be found um if you want to search online uh you know i'm 31 almost 32 started entrepreneurship when i met like when i was 20 or 21 got started with my first book rich dad poor dad started buying and selling websites got scammed um started building <coughs> building businesses instead um and the, the story's been told many times uh so they can go and listen to that eventually it, it ended up i got good at it and people wanted to learn from me and now the foundation exists today because people were just really wanting to learn what I knew. Um, I never thought what I knew was really special. I just like, I was all alone, you know, in a room, just reading books, uh, and doing what I knew would make money. And I never really got sucked into the whole business world of traditional advice, thankfully, and just kind of followed a intuitive hit guided by really smart, uh, business, a few really smart businessmen that I followed. Uh, and I, I drastically underestimated the financial power that I would start earning um, by following just a few basic, really simple things in business. And I think um, as you were talking about uh, the 5 million and what we've been able to do, and um, I want to first start to say that I've probably personally seen anywhere between half a million to three quarters of a million of the five, maybe as, maybe as much as a million. I'm not sure. Um, we, we spend, uh, it's been a lot to keep a really remarkable team together and build it into a, a, a pretty established, legit business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, I want people to know that in terms of the five, but that's a, that's a conscious decision. Um, it's not, Oh, I only made five and only kept a half a million to three quarters. Um, it, it, it's, it's more uh, the why, why did I do that? Uh, my, my income is not actually dictated by a circumstance. It's not like, Oh man, I was only able to make this. No, I, I decide exactly how much money I want to make and then I make it and I'm not limited in any way other than my mind. And when you were talking about the, um, 
how you're impressed with the foundation. I was thinking about what's the next thing that I'm going to do. And, and, um, the next thing that I want to do, the way that you just said it, the 5 million in so many years, I was like, yeah, we really tapped into a right, a nice key desire with the foundation. Yeah. And I was like, the next thing that we do, if the next thing that I do, the next business that I create in this present moment, I'm just feeling into how deeply I want to tap into a desire that is so massive and so painful that the price tag is astronomically high. The satisfaction level of the customer is astronomically high and it's like even more, even more mass market than the foundation. Interesting. So let's talk about that. Um, if you, if you don't mind, it's, it's a little bit of maybe a tangent that I didn't expect to get into, but I'm curious about your mindset on that because I feel like you've, you kind of have hit the nail on the head with the foundation and that's not to say it's easy what you guys are doing. I know it's not. And I know it takes a lot of time and effort and money to do what you guys are doing the way you're doing it. But I guess what's fascinating is I find that people that have gone through the program and people that talk about the program and the way it's spread around online is that you guys have tapped into a, a very, you know, big pain and that you're solving it in a very, very good way. Um, and that you're actually solving it. You're, 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 you're solving the pain there. So what is, what could be a bigger pain that has a bigger, even a potentially bigger price tag that's even more mass marketable? I find that a really difficult question. Um, so how do you, how do you think about that? Well, we'd go outside of entrepreneurship, right? So right, right now we're limited to people who desire entrepreneurship. It's a pretty small segment in the population. Now, if, if you look at six, something like the, the data can be found online. You have to look it up a little bit. But six, somewhere between six to eight out of 10 Americans have dreamt of starting their own business. Six to eight out of 10 Americans. Um, but only one in 300 actually do. So while 60 to 80% of people actually want to do it, 0.3% have actually done it. It's a massive, massive gap. So the foundation exists to close that gap. And you could say that, you know, even if it's 50%, that's quite a bit of the market, but it's still not every human. And, you know, I, I believe that niche that, you know, I believe in niching markets down and the greater the niche you go to, uh, the, the easier, just the, just the easier just to sell stuff. Um, you know, we, if, 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 if we wanted to really just, if we were out just to make money and make things easy, we would target the foundation to current six figure business owners who want to get into a better business model. So if you're an information marketer making six figures, if you're an affiliate marketer making six figures, if you're in any business at all and you're making six figures, you're probably not in as good of a business model as software as a service is. And software as a service is by far the best business model, quantifiably proven. It's not my opinion. The data shows it substantially better than any other business model. And so we would just teach people who are already successful how to pivot their business into software. And they can do it really fast and be really successful and it'd be super easy. But I don't. I don't like that because I really believe in helping the underdog. So I like helping people that are just starting out. But beyond that, um, I would probably go after the widespread condition of uh, loneliness, people feeling lonely, um, people, uh, people um, searching for significance and self-worth and the, the lost ways, the myriad of lost ways that they go about trying to find self-worth when if they just, if you just, um, had someone feeling completely and totally worthy all on their own and then not lonely but connected and belonging from that place I would be much more curious how they would live and what they would decide to do as a human because what happens is people at the foundation join the foundation right now you know they say they want to start a business but I question you know how many of them actually really want to start a business versus just to feel completely full of worth and belong 
Um, and then once they do that, it's like, oh, you know what? I've actually always wanted to be a musician. Yeah. So I, I would say, as I'm, ta- I'm, I'm talking, my, talking through this out loud, I would say it would be a company that uh, it would be a, a, a process um, that solves the problem of self-worth and loneliness so that people feel completely and totally worthy and enough and then uh, connected and then showing them what their unique gift in the world is because everyone is everyone is everyone is everyone is born with a unique set of gifts that they have um, that they're just innately better at than anyone else and then showing them how to cultivate those gifts and blow those up and leverage them. That would probably be, you know, an every human uh, thing that I would be excited about. Tell me a little bit though about this because I feel like some of your success looking at from the outside in, in the context of success in terms of, not money, but um, but obviously that flows stems from the same thing. But it's success in connecting with and building the tribe that you guys have at the foundation, building the community that you have. I feel like a lot of it stems from actually how you have tapped into um, some of the anxieties that you just mentioned, some of the fears, uh, the idea of loneliness and wanting connection. Because I've, I've watched a lot of your videos. I've seen you do a lot of presentations. I've seen you talk about this a lot. How how much do you think that has, that has actually influenced like the success of the foundation itself, uh, your, how you approach that? And even before this conversation, before we started recording, you asked me, um, what do you want for your life? Which I've never had an interviewee come on and ask me that. And I feel like that's a testament to you and your character. So tell me a little bit about that. How do you think that has fashioned and shaped the foundation as a whole? Well, yeah. Um, and the question I asked you exactly was not just what you want, but I asked you, what do you deeply desire at this point of your life right now? Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Um, cause like want can be like, Oh man, I want a lot of things. But like, what do you deeply desire? Um, and so how has, can you ask the question again? Yeah. Sorry. Sometimes I, I get on these, uh, these tirades a little bit. So I guess the fundamental question I'm asking is your, the way you approach this stuff. So the, the words you've been using, how you've been describing this, your interest in kind of the human psyche and stuff like that. And, and, and what ails, you know, individuals and, and you feel really drawn to that and, and passionate about it. How do you think that, that you kind of being that way or being interested in that, how do you think that has actually influenced the success of the foundation of what you're building? Just, just the current building business you're building right now. Well, the thing I like about entrepreneurship is it really, you're just measured by your results. You know, like that's the one, the one thing all entrepreneurs are driven down to is like, what was your result? Revenue, profit. What was your result? How much carbon emissions did you reduce? What was your result? How much did you donate to charitable causes? What was your result? How many customers do you have? So uh, I, I like that entrepreneurship can be reduced down to uh, just statistics and data. In terms of talking about, like that, that's where I initially want to go. It's like, all right, so we talk about mindset. But I really feel like while we talk about it, we've been kind of skirting around the issue of how significantly impactful and important it actually is. And in our next next series of videos for our next class, um, we're blowing the area up. We're really speaking into it deeply. And how much has it impacted? Uh, significantly. Um, it's significant. And I think time will tell as the foundation continues to dwarf. Um, in terms of data, it's, it's hard to say. Like yeah. how many customers how many customers came in but my intuition says it's everything about the foundation because um well you know we have okay we have a student who joined the amazing selling machine course have you heard of that one yep okay so they teach you how to build an amazon store 
which, you know, selling products on Amazon, which by the way, from what I've heard from people, their sales are starting to decline because the market's so saturated because go figure, you're not actually providing really any value. You're just rehawking private label products and you're learning how to game a system to make money for a while. That's not entrepreneurship if you stop there. Um, it's entrepreneurship you're selling to. Oh shit. Did I lose you? Uh, just like one second. It dropped in and out, but I think I got you. Okay. Well, so yeah, like, you know, the guy, so the guy joins Amazon and it's a great money maker. You know, it's step by step. If you, if you want to follow something, just step by step and make money and you don't really care about being an entrepreneur, go start an Amazon store. If you really want to have your whole heart become an entrepreneur, hmm. if you deeply desire entrepreneurship on the level of the heart, where you just become an innate creator, regardless of your circumstance, an innate creator that can create anything from anywhere at any time, whether they're in Africa, Europe, America, Asia, whatever, like they can always just be an entrepreneur. It doesn't matter. The circumstances no longer matter. You just basically create infinitely wherever you are. Um, then I believe that you need to completely transform and change your heart and because right now your heart's been not change your heart really, but like actually just update the software of your mind to reflect mm. the desire of your heart. Because I think I think the desire of if, you know you're an entrepreneur if you really desire it in your heart, and you know you desire it in your heart if your heart says, "Would you be happy working for someone else?" If your heart says no, it's generally a good case that your heart has been designed for entrepreneurship. And I mean, I'm oversimplifying it for just trying to help people out, but because we update the internal software of a person's mind and change their programming, transform and reform their programming to match the desires of their heart. Because what happens with, with if, if you're born with an entrepreneur's heart and you don't even really know it yet and you grow up in a society of people that say, go to school, get good grades, get a safe, secure job. And so the programming for 20 years of your life has been job, employee, job, employee, get a mortgage, monthly payment, mortgage, monthly payment, Get in debt, monthly payment, so you have to have a job to continue to pay your debt. Well, if you look at the financial system and how it's set up, Rockefeller set up the set up the first financial systems or the education systems in the early days to churn out responsible employees. Mm -hmm. And and uh, if you look at the the way the world works now, is you have financial most for the most part you have financial institutions giving loans to students to graduate to come work in the very same financial institutions that are loaning them the money. Yep. It's absolutely crap. So <clears throat> the employee is making 10 times on whatever they're paying you, and then they're making money on the interest. And why is this, why is this society set up that way? It's not set up that way uh, because it's in the, what's in the best interest for everyone. Best interest for everyone. It, it, it's, it's set up to benefit the financial companies. Yep. So if you have the heart of entrepreneur, the desire for entrepreneurship, and your belief in programming has been programmed for the last 20 years to not be an entrepreneur, that transformation of mind is absolutely critical. And it, if you've been programmed for 20, 18 years, 20 years of your life, it takes a good six months to two years for your entire nervous system to completely update till you just start breathing entrepreneur. So <clears throat> it's highly important in that our students that graduate from the foundation become creators, not just entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And so someone joined the Amazon course and he said, hey, yeah, I learned how to take steps online to make money. But then I joined the foundation and I learned how to become an entrepreneur. 
So that's how I answer your question. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I like that. You know, you hit on something again that I, I didn't necessarily know we were going to go in this direction, but I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. Um, how critical do you think it is in the kind of current economic environment and what, what it seems to be trending towards? Like if you look at macro um, economic situation and, and the, the decrease in jobs and, and the, you know, in, just in, in the United States, for example, a lot of the... Um, outsourcing of jobs just how easy it is to do that and a lot of like higher level jobs and that's happening more and more how how critical do you think it is to become an entrepreneur in this day and age whatever whatever type of entrepreneur that means but i think from the or whatever type of entrepreneurship that might be but from the the core of it being a creator how critical do you think that is well when i say critical i'd say critical for your own personal happiness i'd say it's essential um if you I mean, you have a couple options, you know, you can, you can sit and complain about the environment and say, oh, I went to college for four years and how am I supposed to get a job when everyone wants experience, but I can't get a hired to get experience, right? Okay. Well, now you're just being a little bitch, bitching about your circumstances, truly, and you can continue to do that. Or you can wake up, take control of your life, take full responsibility of your life, buck up, and say, I'm not going to let any external circumstance stop me, <clears throat> and in that, become an entrepreneur. Now, if you, it, so it depends on what you want. If you want to be at the beck and call of the, the economy, if you want to be at the beck and call of a company who sets your salary, if you basically want to be a cog in a wheel, who's essentially getting whatever it is the, the, the wheel decides to give that cog, and you don't want full control over your life, then I would say employee is best for you. Now, there are definite pros to being an employee at a great company. We have amazing employees that work at a foundation. Work at our company, the foundation, and they get time freedom, location freedom, benefits, et cetera, et cetera. And they're very happy because they just don't want to learn the skills a slash they don't really have the desire for entrepreneurship in their heart so they just make better employees and and god bless the god bless our team because it's absolutely essential that they have that, they, that they're there so i say being an employee is great if you're working at a good company but where you become a cog in a wheel is when you're like in that traditional society crap and and if you and if you just if you don't want to be any part of that you don't actually have to there's really no such thing as the real world. There really, there, the real world exists for, uh, not me. Um, there's really no such thing. Like John Mayer has a song. He says, there's, there's no such thing as the real world. He said, I found out. I found out there's no such thing as the real world, just a lie that I had to rise above. And now John Mayer lives in his own world. And I live in my own world. And you can create your own world. So I would say it depends on the strong desire you have to create your own world. And, and, and with that, um, carry the burden of responsibility of what it might be like to run a company. Now, if you keep in mind, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. So <clears throat> it's not like I have more or less time than anyone else. So it's really, I think it's really the, the, the cost benefit of like, okay, how much do you want full control over your life, mm -hmm. and how much are you willing to sacrifice to get there? Because I would, I would, I, I sacrificed everything, and I would do it all over again. But that's just how I was designed. I, I had to do it. It's essential for my happiness. 
did you and did you know it was or do you just kind of it just you felt compelled and then that's how you how you became you became happy through through breaking through those struggles and, and through the sacrifice you had to make and that, that's how you know in hindsight that you you were made for it and that's what created happiness i'm, I'm curious because you know i guess hindsight is, is one thing that's always, you know, to a degree we can look back and we could say, okay, yeah, this is, you know, destined to be, but then, you know, put yourself back, you know, in your shoes five, 10 or whatever years ago. Um, was it that clear to you? And I'm curious then for the person who is just kind of feeling out this, um, potential journey or this path, um, what are the indicators that they should move, move forward? Hmm. Well, I just want to say that wherever you're at right now is okay, especially if you've been either lied to or guided in a direction by parents, peers, or whatever. The important point is that you really recognize the deep desire of your heart, and you know in your heart if you have the deep desire to be an entrepreneur. But then again, I don't know if the people will be able to listen to that desire in their heart when their belief in programming speaks so loudly against entrepreneurship. It's too risky. You need an idea. You need lots of money. You need credentials. So it's, I think it will be hard for people to hear that desire in their heart. Um, and, and I just say that I really just care a lot about um, people making the best decision for their life. For me, it was crystal clear. I mean, it was, and I think for any entrepreneur who is truly happy and successful at what they do, it was crystal clear to them. Um, and because I, 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 I struggle to imagine entrepreneurship being a possibility for someone who's just kind of half in, half out of it. Most of the guys that I respect and know are all in. That doesn't mean they can't start on the side, but they're all in on the idea of, of being in control of their own life as an entrepreneur, building their own thing. So yeah, when I was in my low twenties, it was crystal clear. I, I knew exactly what I wanted. I had a girlfriend at the time who said, go and get a job downtown, put on a, put on a suit and go downtown. And I, I, I was angry. I'd be angry. Like I'd, I'd tell her off, you know, like literally, don't, don't you dare get in my way. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. I will never crawl on my hands and knees into a job and ask for a paycheck with my tail between my legs because I could not figure out how to add value on my own. I will do anything it takes to learn how to add enough value on my own so that I never have to punch in for someone else. Mm -hmm. I was crystal, crystal clear on that. And so tell me a little bit about that because I think the foundation is built on service in that construct in the, in the idea of idea extraction and, you know, figuring out what is it that people need and then, you know, refining that until you can actually build on that. So tell me a little bit about the service element about that, about the service and about value creation. Um, why, why is that so important and why is that maybe different than how other people teach entrepreneurship or why your program's different than, than stuff that's out there. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm present to this whole idea of employee versus entrepreneur. I do believe 
that there are people that are innately designed to be entrepreneurs. Like I have just have the DNA of entrepreneurship. And I, th- I believe that you really know it if you can see through all the programming and have that deep in your heart. Um, and, if, and if you have the desire to support an entrepreneur, like you're like, you know what? I'm not a visionary person. I just really like to support visionary people. Then God bless you. Please even reach out. We'd love to have you at the foundation. And so I want to speak to the idea of uh, your worth is not tied to anything that you do. And so because your self-worth isn't tied to entrepreneur or employee, and I feel like I was hinting at that earlier, which is why I'm wanting to correct it now, uh, since your self-worth isn't, isn't tied to um, anything, your, your, your worth is not even in question, it's, you're, you're just worthy, period, there's, there's, no, there's no question on your worth, then the purpose of life becomes one thing primarily, just to enjoy it. And, and if you, you, so if you wake up in the morning and say, what are you about to do this morning? Well, whatever you're about to do, I hope the primary reason that you're about to do it is if you enjoy it. So if you're a teacher and if you enjoy that, great. If you're an employee who likes to support entrepreneurs because you really just enjoy and you get juice out of being a helper and supporting someone, God bless you. And if you have the heart for entrepreneurship, um, I hope you do that too because you enjoy it. So I'm assuming that people who are listening to this probably have that desire for entrepreneurship. Now, that being said, the process for creation and creating products is, you know, for, for me, you ask the, the, the background. When you draw a line in the sand and you become crystal clear about something, like for me, I'm like super crystal clear. Like I, I have to be an entrepreneur. Like I, I have to. Um, it's just what I needed. It's what I wanted. It's everything I wanted. It's how I personally feel powerful is knowing that I can create from anything and, and having that line in the sand, drawing that, drawing that line in the sand, like, no, I'm an entrepreneur no matter what. And I did have a dark time where I almost considered being an employee. I was broke down and I was talking to a job to see if they would hire me and they didn't hire me. Thankfully. Um, and the line, so the line in the sand was drawn and I don't know, it's not that they didn't hire me. It's that I didn't really end up wanting it. So now that the line in the sand is drawn and I have to be an entrepreneur no matter what, you got to keep in mind, I, I don't have an idea. I don't have any money. I don't have any experience or credentials. I have literally nothing. So I, my back's against the wall. I'm not giving up on entrepreneurship. I'm not a conditional entrepreneur. I'm an unconditional entrepreneur. See, the conditional entrepreneur is like, oh, I'm waiting for an idea. Oh, I'm waiting to have enough time. Or I'm waiting for my family to be in the right place. Or I'm waiting to have my savings. You're just a conditional entrepreneur. And you're not really an entrepreneur until you become an unconditional entrepreneur where you're going to be in business no matter what. You're going to create no matter what. And so since I have that lie in the sand, that's, that's the essence that created the process I'm about to share. So this process could only have been created because I drew my I drew the line in the sand that strong. Super, super important for you guys to hear that. So that being said, the process is step one, idea discovery. Step two, sketching the solution. Step three, pre-selling. Step four, building a product. And step five, launching. Now you notice step four, and by the way, Tom, are you still there? Yeah, sorry. I just mute on my ends for better call quality. I'm, I'm engaged. 
great, great. So <clears throat> yeah, so step four, <clears throat> building the product. So keep in mind what most entrepreneurs do is they put uh, step four, building a product, to step one, which makes entrepreneurship quite risky, which begs the question, is entrepreneurship risky? Yes, it can be. But I think being an employee can also be even riskier. As an employee, you have one stream of income. As an entrepreneur, you can build multiple streams of income. Well, entrepreneurship is risky if you put step four, building the product at step one. So that process, step one, idea discovery, find a painful problem. Step two, sketch out that painful problem as a solution. Step three, pre-sell it to that person to get money in advance. Step four, use that money to go find an expert to build the product. And then step five, launch. All you had to do is listen, ask questions, and facilitate. And anybody can do that. That's the process. I love it. And um, it's something that uh, I think for an individual who's trying to start a company, a small business or something like that, I think it's um, it's it's clutch. It's It's essential. Because even if you look at... Um, you know, the most successful startups these days um, generally uh, apply the the lean startup methodology, which is similar. Um, I mean, they might have actual backing and, and funding and stuff like that. But what's cool about the process you just went through is you truly can start from nothing. And I'll say, from my own example, I've done that a, a number of times. I've done it for books. I've done it for um, bigger kind of um, courses. And then I recently did it for um, a book marketing service. Or I started engaging with authors, figuring out what their biggest pain points were, found out that it was getting um, getting eyeballs on their books so that they could sell books, right? And then being able to build a service around that and then essentially sell that to them. But like you said, I mean, I didn't, I didn't actually build the product or do anything like that until I had gotten the confirmation that that's what they wanted, was able to pitch it to them and say, is this, is this what you want? And then, and then get that buy and get that pre-sale. So I can say without a doubt um, that this this process works. Um, so I think it's, it's pretty remarkable for anybody listening to, yeah. to it. Oh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Well, no, you're, I was just going to add to your thing. Like the, so the thing is, okay, you find the problem. Oh, needing eyeballs on books. How do you solve that? Well, you don't personally. Find someone that knows how to solve it and then put their expertise in place as your product. Mm, tell me a little bit about that. Uh, what, what do you mean? Like, how is that different? I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around that. Well, so, I mean, you know, I don't build products. I don't like building products. Mm -hmm. I like hiring experts to build products. So I'm not limited in what I can build to my expertise. I'm only uh, yeah. limited in what I can build to what questions and pain I find. So if you find this problem is, okay, getting eyeballs on my books, then you're like, okay, well, shoot, how do I solve that problem? Well, ask yourself this question. How much do you care about that other person? If a family member's life was on the line and your husband or your wife or your daughter or your best friend was going to die, if you didn't figure out this problem, what would you do? You'd probably go find someone that knows how to do it. So maybe you look at the top 10 best-selling books of all time and you'd, you'd reverse engineer everything they did to watch their books successfully and turn that into a system. Who knows? Um, but the, the point is, you know, once you find the problem, it's not like, oh gosh, how do I solve that? No, it's how much do you care? And can you care about that person more than you care about yourself? And if you care about that person more than you care about yourself, then you'll do anything in the world to solve their problem. And that's when business becomes very, very profitable. And that is the greatest, greatest secret and also permission enabler I could ever share with anyone is that if you want to be successful in business, find someone to care about 
and care more about them than you do any obstacle in your way and you will always have yourself be pulled through and even a good friend of mine tracked down Steve Jobs while Steve was still alive and he tracked him down and hunted him down he said Steve Steve hey tell me what's your secret over there at Apple Steve paused he looked down he looked back up at my friend and he said you know I think you've just got to care so you got Steve Jobs billionaire talking about you know you don't build a remarkable iPhone unless you care because this, this product's got to be a pain in the butt to build and but how much do you care uh, we all have the same 24 hours in a day if, if you care you're set find someone to care about don't worry about any of your own crap get out of your get out of your mind and get into the mind of someone else it's the most freeing thing in the world and for who Go do that. If you care, you make a lot of money. Caring is highly profitable. How, on that note, you, you know, I, I, and I love that message, but I'm also curious too about this, this other concept, which I, I think is in, important maybe for somebody going from just being a self-employed, you know, sole proprietor to actually building a business. How important is it for you to get out of your own way and actually get other people um whether it's a co-founder or a technical co-founder or, or getting other people to, to build the solution for you so that you can, um, you can lead and you can build and you can grow the business because it sounds like what you're alluding to as well is that it's actually, you know, you had said, you don't, you don't build it. You, you get somebody who's better at software to build it for you. How important is that concept as well to, to building a successful business? Outsourcing the product creation so you can do everything else. Yeah. Well, I think it's pretty important. Yeah. I mean, you're a first-time entrepreneur. You're generally pretty stuck on the product, you know. It's like, gosh, what product? But after you build a few companies, you know, you realize that the product's pretty insignificant. The product's a big stopping point for first-time entrepreneurs, but, man, it's, it's not that big a deal. I mean, you might look at the, the iPhone and say, hey, you know, this product's really important, but, you know, it's, it's not the iPhone that makes Apple successful. If, if you look at Apple's company, Steve is always hiring the most talented people. They, they bought a mountain in Italy just so they could harvest the marble, just so they could make the stores look incredible. And they, bought the, they bought a mountain for that. Like, they, they bought out every single piece of flash memory on the planet. So they can keep the cost of their iPhone down. It's not the it's not the idea of the iPhone that makes it successful. It's the company that that runs Apple. Like if you had the same idea at the same time as Apple, and you even had the same resources at the same time as Apple, but you didn't understand the focus of Apple's success as their team and how they run their company, you get slaughtered. So you know, people like first time entrepreneur. What I say to you is, product is only so important and the product doesn't make you successful because what generally happens for these first time entrepreneurs is they, they get a product made and they put it out in the world, the crickets and they're not making any sales. Like, so they make a product and it just doesn't sell. You know, you get these authors that write books that nobody sees or wants to read. Well, who'd the author write the book for? Did they actually write it for someone or did they, you know, what, what's the premise of the creation of that book was, was the creation of that book. Like, see if I ever write a book, which I will, 
I'm not going to write a book by myself. I'll write a book a chapter at a time with an audience who watches me that asks questions, that gives me feedback, that says, I really love this chapter. Hey, I don't. And each one of my chapters is going to be based on a key desire of my customer. So, you know, you don't have to guess. I find someone to care about, and then that caring writes the book. And where am I in that equation? The facilitator of care. So the, the first time entrepreneur, you know, you're like, oh, I got to get the product, got to get the product. So then you get the product, then you get it built, and then you're like, all right, now I got to get customers. And then you're like, oh, crap. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 really, it's really terrifying the first time you do that. I did it. It sucks. You know, you work your time to build an incredible product, then you get done with it, and you're like, oh, crap, what do I do now? So I focus on the what I what do I do now when I let someone else build the product. Yep. Awesome. Well, Dane, uh, I know we've already gotten over time a little bit here, but I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I think you've given some, some significant value, and, and I know the listeners appreciate it. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts for aspiring entrepreneurs and, uh, and any, any last comments? Yes. Business is not magical. It's not a mystery box. It's not something that's difficult or, or impossible to obtain. It's very simple and straightforward to do. Um, easy at times, hard at others. And I just want you to know, if you want to be successful in business, it doesn't have anything to do with your intelligence, uh, your intellect, your personality, any innate, innate talent or gift that you may have that someone else doesn't. Um, entrepreneurship is completely attainable to you, and I believe it's completely attainable to anyone with the, with the work ethic. And if you want to have a successful business, the only thing you need to remember is to follow a process and, to don't go, and not to go alone. Um, there are some, a few other things to remember, but... Really, it's it's just a matter of following a process. You know, it's it's not it's not magic. You know, it's it's truly not like oh gosh, I wonder if I'm good enough to build a business. I, no, you're yes, you're fine. Your worst never in question is nothing to do with good enough or worthy to build a business. You just follow a freaking process. You know, I created plenty of businesses when I felt plenty unworthy. I was plenty successful. I just followed a process, and you know we. We had a we had a gal um, follow our little little cheat sheet process where you know she asked this person what their most present pain was and the person said you know I I need to I'm trying to name my company and she asked well how do you try to do that right now and she's like well I list out all these adjectives and I look at all these names and I think about how I feel when I see these names and I'm just really stuck I don't know what to pick and then she asked well what would you do if what do what you do if you can't solve that? What's going to happen if you don't solve that problem? And she's like, well, I'll never trademark my business. I'll never be able to brand my business. I won't be able to get started marketing in my business, which are all very, very probably backwards ways of thinking. But most people think that way. And you want to, st- you want to start with the way people think, not with the way you want them to think. So then you say, okay, great. Well, if you could wave a magic wand, how would you want to solve this problem? And she said, I'd take everyone in this room and in five minutes we'd brainstorm and pick my name. And then the, the good lady asked, would you, how much would you pay for this? And she says, $500. So in three minutes, an entire business is born. How to name your business or product a crowdsourced marketplace for helping people name their businesses and products. And, and it was done in a matter of three minutes by asking those five questions, by finding someone to care about, and that badass, brilliant, genius idea of a crowdsourced marketplace to help people name their business or product was born in three minutes by asking five questions and following a freaking process. It's not a matter of intelligence. It's not a matter of genius. It's not a matter of inherent talent or skill. Just follow a freaking process. 
Just do the process. And I went over and I talked to these two girls. They were asking each other's questions. I said, hey, how's this going? And she's like, oh, well, we're, we're going on a tangent. We're going on a detour. I said, what was happening? She's like, well, I asked her about what her present problem was. And she said, naming her business. And then I asked her, well, like, you know, if you could do this or if you could do this. She tried to solve her problem for her. And I said, no, no, what are you doing? You deviated from the process. Just ask the second question. How do you do it now? Then ask the third, then the fourth, and the fifth. And so when she went through the process and asked the questions and didn't sabotage herself or deviate from the process, she became successful and found this idea. So this is a very, very important point. I want to hammer this home and hit, hit, hit you guys over the head with it. Install this in your heart. You can be successful as an entrepreneur. All you need to do is follow a path or a process. And please don't go alone so you can have someone catch you if you ever start to deviate from a process. Now, if you would like one of the best processes I know of for abundant, successful creation where you don't have to be an expert, you don't have to have an idea, you don't need money, and you don't have to worry about your self-worth because none of that stuff's even in question, We'd love, love, love to help support you build a company, especially if you're a first-time entrepreneur, and build a life that uh, that you are excited to wake up to every day. Uh, we'd love to have you over at thefoundation.com. Awesome, Dane. I appreciate it, man. This will all be linked up in the show notes. I know people will appreciate this, and I'll, I'll make sure to send everybody your way to check out the foundation and uh, scope it out. But yeah, man, again, thank you so much for being on the call with us today. Uh, invaluable. You're welcome. And that wraps up another broadcast of In the Trenches. If you'd like to check out the show notes, just head over to tommorcus.com slash podcast, where you'll find the latest broadcast. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, please do me a favor and leave a rating and review on iTunes. That's the fastest, simplest, easiest way to support my creative work, and it would really mean a lot to me. As always, this is Tom Morcus, and if you're listening to this, you are the resistance.